Everybody loves a surprise. Well, on offense, what's going to surprise us about the 2022 Chiefs in training camp today on Locked On Chiefs? From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you had a great weekend. We're brought to you by Bet Online. It's where the game starts. You can get everything you need for your betting life over at Bet Online. We have a lot to talk about because this is this is kind of the whimsical. What could surprise us? We're going to hit you with our top five thoughts today. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, as well as NFL33.com. You can find us over there as well as RogueAPC.com that you can see right there. We're going to get into it today on the Lockdown Podcast Network, part of your team every day on every platform, everywhere, all the time. Are you ready, Chris? I'm ready, and training camp is right around the corner. Uh, that's what I'm <laughs> most ready for. So, looking forward to that. I am Chris Clark. You can find me over at Chiefs Corner. A uh, lot to talk about. You're right. I mean, top five things we're expecting, or maybe surprises coming from training camp. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. Yeah, on I, offense, I, I, I should say. Yes, this is the offensive surprises. Do you want to start? Or do you want me to go first? Go right ahead. My number one surprise is that Sky Moore is going to get a lot more reps in training camp than we thought. I think he might get more than Juju Smith-Schuster right now. And that, I think, is key to getting him a springboard into the season. Because it's one thing to get training camp snaps. You've got to have them if you're a rookie. It's another thing to get them in the regular season. But that, I think, is what allows them to kind of focus on getting Sky up to speed so they can have a true number four. And I think that's what happens to start it off. I think it's going to be interesting. I think that him getting involved in this offense early on is going to be a great deal for Kansas City. And I think that if he can get going early on in the season, it's only going to help him improve as the season goes on and, and get this offense even more dangerous than I think it's already going to be. So that'd be fa- fantastic to see him get that many reps and, and really be playing with the ones uh, right out of the good, right out of the gate. I do think that that's quite a possibility. Uh, and I do think Kansas City is going to be looking at a lot more three wide receiver sets uh, probably a little bit more than they have even done in the past because I think that they actually have the players now to take advantage yeah. at that skill at that position set versus what they've had in the past. So I think that that could play into some of how this is going to work. And and, and just to cut everybody off, what that means is you're going to start hearing hype about him beating out Juju or beating out McCole Hardman, the two guys that I think need probably not as many reps in this offense because of the similarities of the other one. MVS, I think, has shined in OTAs because he needs the work in this offense and with Patrick. It just feels to me like Juju's making uh, the adaptation a little bit better, a little bit easier. So I think they're going to concentrate in camp on getting those guys up to speed. It, it doesn't mean that he's supplanting people on the depth chart. And I, I think we have a tendency in a lot of training camps to get carried away with that and, and listen to talking heads and start making assumptions. I, I'm not going to be shocked if he leaps ahead of McCall Hardman in the, on the depth chart by the time uh, the regular season. What's with is, all the why you hate McCall Hardman now? Uh, yeah, well, everybody says that <laughs> I hate McCall Hardman, and that's fine. I just I haven't seen the consistency. So if he's able to show that early on in his career, I think that that gives him the ability to jump ahead and play more of more than just a role type player. But I do think that that's the most likely scenario is that he is going to be more of a role type player this season. Um, when I start looking at surprises and I start looking at what we're going to see, I think you're going to see a lot more Jody Fortson than most people have any idea is coming. <laughs> and I say that because 
we saw in such a small snippet and so many people forget what he was able to do in the amount of time that he played and the snaps he played. If he stays healthy this season and that, and I'm, I want to say that could be a big, if we don't know, he hasn't played football for very, he hasn't played football at this level. uh, And he hasn't played football consistently for years at this point. So can he stay healthy? That's going to be something we're going to have to watch, but I think he's going to take some snaps and I'm going to say he's going to take snaps away from Travis Kelsey. But good again, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. That's a good thing. You want that. It's rest for Travis, folks. We're not trying to say that Travis Kelsey doesn't deserve reps. We're saying if you take a few from him, take a little off of his plate, it helps him for, you know, those weeks in January and February that are important. Well, and I, I still think that Fortson is going to get more reps during the season and Kelsey's reps are going to go down. I, mm-hmm. you, you and I have talked about this before, and I want to specify it here. You don't need Kelsey playing 90% of the snaps. You do not want that. Not at his age, not as important as he is in this offense. Yes, you want to be able to move the ball. Yes, you want to be able to take advantage of his skill set and use him as much as you can, but you can't have him out there 90% of the time. You're going to have to back it down. You're going to have to give him some more rest, and you're going to, and you want him fresh for when it matters most in January. And I want him at 37 years old. You know what I mean? Like you got to start thinking about longevity as well. He's in yep. very good shape for a guy his age at that position. That is for certain. Uh, can he be Gonzalez in terms of longevity? Can he be Gates in terms of longevity? I don't know. But you got to start thinking about taking steps to help him achieve that. And I think that's really important right now. Yeah. And, and honestly, what it really comes down to is I don't think it's a matter of you having to take a ton of reps away from him and limiting his stats and limiting his, his ability to get the ball. I think it's more of you just you you move some plays around and, and you give him the ability to have plays off that he probably wasn't going to get the ball anyway. And you adjust and you put Fortson in there and yeah, he's not Travis Kelsey. He's not going to be that guy, but he still gives you. I think a plus type player. I'm not going to say he's well above average, but I think he could be. I think he'll show this season he could be an above average tight end, or at least very close to an above average tight end from the receiving aspect. Now, mm-hmm. the blocking aspect, that's a whole other ballgame. <laughs> it certainly is. We got a couple more surprises for you. We'll get to that here in a second. I want to tell you about our friends over at betonline.net. It is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. So be sure to go check out betonline.net. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball and other sports as well. Golf is is also out there if you want to go check that out. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the transit action, bet online where the game starts. All right. I, I'm not going to steal thunder this time. So who's your second surprise or what is your second surprise? You know, I, I, I kind of hate going here because I don't know how much of a surprise it's really going to be. But I will say, I think that when everything's said and done, I think Kennard is your right tackle. And that may not be a huge surprise to people. It may be as a surprise to some. Uh, they signed Wiley, I think, to be that guy, and Kennard kind of fell to him. I think he shows up, and in, in based on what you saw from Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey last year, they were all, they went and attended the O-line masterminds. I'm not saying that that's going to make him a much different player than he was in college, 
but it's going to help the transition. And I think he's going to be in a position where if he's lost some of the weight that he was dealing with, he has the ability to possibly step in and be that starting right tackle of the future. Yeah, I, mean, I can see that. I, I love the fact that it's a battle with a guy who's played significant snaps. And so you have to feel overall that if Kennard does surprise you, and I think it would be a surprise as, as far as we know right now, and he can win that battle, that he's in, in a spot where he's earned that and he can actually be an upgrade at the position over what you have otherwise. I think that's a, a big advantage knowing that Lucas Niang is most likely not going to be available until after the bye. Is there a small chance that he's ahead of schedule? Possibly, but he hasn't done anything on the field yet. In OTAs, Lucas Niang was an observer. He was not participating even in individual drills, which is usually the first step to getting back on the field uh, once you can actively run. So I still think it's a long shot to see Lucas there. I know a lot of folks are hopeful and it's starting to pick up some speed. And that's why I just want to let everybody know. I, I think that's an outside chance. So Kennard winning is a huge plus on my mind. And I, I think that sets up what you have to do for the rest of the season, particularly in, in helping overall be able to move the ball on the ground. And that's my next surprise is I feel like at least in training camp and certainly in the first couple of weeks, I think they're going to run the ball more. I think Andy's going to listen to me for once. And I think it's <laughs> going to be a little bit different because I think in particular in preseason and the first couple of weeks of the season, they have to feel out what their capability is in, in a more determined run stance, right? I don't think it's going to be that whole way, the, the, that way the whole season, I mean, because in the end, tendencies and the volume of throws, I think are going to always creep back. But I think establishing that early in the season is something that they can kind of do to really throw defenses off in the way that they have to prepare for them in the second quarter of the season by only having a couple of game, fil game films available to them. Running the ball more, I think, is something that we could see Andy Reid do just, just A, to make me happy, and then dash my hopes come week four. I kind of think you're delusional, but I understand why you're saying it. Uh you know, I, I just look at it and I, I look at what Andy Reid has done in the past. And anytime we think he's going to run the ball more, he just he never really seems to. Uh, I, I, what I could see happening is he starts going back to more of a screen game type thing mm -hmm. or using more of, you know, passing out into the flats to the running back or something similar that is, in Andy Reid's mind, part of the running game. I, I do think that that's possible that he starts bringing that back. I mean, Kansas City got away from that mainly because I think they were throwing the ball down the field so much more than anything else. So I think that you could see that come back, which is also going to spread out defenses laterally, which should be able to give you more to, that you could take downfield at times. So I, I think that that could really be something that Kansas City is going to do, and I think it could be something that's going to be fun to see how they adjust and see what they do with the running backs that they have and how they use their skill sets and, and really – it doesn't have to be just a, a running back out in, into the flat. Maybe it's a guy like Sky Moore. Maybe it's a guy like Michael Hardman. Maybe you're doing, you know, don't forget, you know, we're four or five years past when I think I saw this last, but, you know, Ross Travis and Travis Kelsey, and, and I don't know who the third tight end was, they went and lined up three tight ends out wide. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see that again this year. Uh, they have the They have the players now. Jody Fortson, Travis Kelsey, and Noah Gray. You have those guys. Yes, please. Let's get some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I knew you would like that. So I think that, that that's maybe what they're going to be doing. I think that they could be trying to go more lateral in, in some ways as opposed to going down the field, which I think will help 
uh, how they're going to have to be, how teams are going to defend them. Uh, so we'll see how that ends up shaking out. You know, another surprise for me, and to me, I guess this isn't going to be a surprise, but to some based on what has happened, I I think it's more, I think there's more smoke than there really is fire. I, I don't think Justin Ross makes this roster. Mm. Wow. Okay. That's fair. I, I think he's in a battle, but that says a lot. And, and so what is it that makes you think he's not quite capable of beating out Darius Fountain and Josh Gordon? Because those are the two guys that I think he he's he's behind slightly. His role is going to come down to special teams. Mm. You, you can't be that fifth or sixth wide receiver and have and not be a special teamer. He's never been that guy. Uh, you know, he's had health issues. Is he going to be able to stay healthy through training camp and preseason games? That's a big question mark. If he's able to stay healthy, maybe he has a way to push himself on the roster. But the problem is, is he would really need to try to push himself into the number three or number four wide receiver spot because, like we saw last year, it was an issue with being able to play special teams that cost Josh Gordon a chance to be on this roster long term. True. Or at least I, I, throughout the season. I have a tendency to think five can get away with being a partial teams player, but you're probably right. On this particular roster, that's probably going to be a requirement because I don't think the top four are going to be giving up the field that much. To tell you the truth, well, so, Hardman Hardman's going to be a, a special teams guy at times, and I don't think Sky Moore will be. But you're going to have to figure out who your other returner is going to be, and, and maybe that's going to be Pacheco. We've kind of talked about that a little bit, um, but you know you're going to have to figure out how you're going to get your teams filled, and you have a lot of guys at corner that are going to have to be teams players as well. That's a whole other position. I know we're talking about offense, but that plays into what you're going to have to do with the wide re- wide receiver position. And I have something about that position. That's one of my surprises after this, because I need to tell you guys, whether it's your hindsight being 2020 and you can't change the past, but you need to, or you just want to get a little cash now, we have something to help you. Our newest sponsor is Dave, the banking app that helps you get $500 instantly with extra cash. It's all you got to do is, is put it in the tank, put it in your grocery bill, whatever you need. Everything's going up these days. Diesel's almost seven bucks by me. So yeah, I could use it too. I hate to tell you. Um, and finally, you can take care of those expenses that are stressing you out. It's it's all there. You don't need uh, no interest and no credit check. It makes your life easy. All you got to do is download the Dave app from the app store right now. That's D-A-V-E is the name of it. Just like your dude next door. Sign up for the extra cash account and get $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal and instant transfer fees applies. Banking is provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Compensated spokesperson advances up to $500 are available to new members with extra cash accounts subject to availability and approval. Terms and express fees apply. See dave.com slash legal for details. Designed by Dave, not a bank. Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC holds all deposits and issues the Dave credit card pursuant to a license from MasterCard. All right. We were talking wide receiver. Yep. And I don't know if it's going to be a wide receiver. I don't know if it's going to be a running back. It's going to be a slash. It's a combination of what I saw from Dexter McCluster and DeAnthony Thomas. I think Jerry and Ely is the next version of those guys, and I think he makes this roster as as an offensive weapon without a position. That's what I think is going to be the surprise. I expect him to come on in training camp. 
man, that would be quite a thing. Uh, and I don't know how they're going to fit him on the roster. I, I'm not saying that he can't be wide receiver six. He can't be running back four. It's just it's going to be a big question how you're going to fit him on the roster with all the other players and all the other skills positions that you're going to have, especially considering that we still expect them to cover or still expect them to have four tight ends on this roster. Um, they do that a little bit differently than most teams, and they're going to have a fullback, which is a little bit different than most teams as well. So it's the um, way to go. Yeah, well, of course you're going to say that. Uh, but <laughs> eleven fullbacks and we're in gear. Yeah, no, no, you, yeah, you're done. <laughs> Shut you off. You are done. Now you sound like my kids. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can definitely understand why after comments like that. Uh, you know, when you start looking at this roster and all of the players that have changed and how this offense has changed. And you start looking at who's going to be your leading receiver. Obviously, it's probably going to be Travis Kelsey. Uh, you're, you talked earlier. You think Juju is going to be the guy. I really think MVS has a chance, and, and I guess this is going to be my surprise. I don't know what people are expecting from MVS. I expect him to be over a thousand yards this year. I, I just I think it's going to happen. I think that he is going to be a guy that's going to step into a new role with a new QB and give him the ability to, and give Mahomes the ability to do different things that he hasn't been able to do in the past because he hasn't had the wide receiver frame that a guy like MBS will give him. I like it. So I asked Matt this question last Wednesday. Um, and so let me ask you, I, I, I said it would be a successful season if they got three thousand yard receivers. Do you think it's two, three, or just Travis? Oh, I think Travis is going to get a thousand yards. I, I, Andy Reid is a, is a guy I think that knows history enough to knows how to know how special it is to have Travis on the streak he is with his thousand yard receiving season. So I don't have any doubt in my mind that Travis is going to get his thousand yards this year. So in my mind, it's a question of whether or not there's going to be two or three. And if I was a betting man over at Bet Online, I think I would be picking three because I do think that Juju is also probably going to be a guy that could go off for a thousand yards. Because don't forget. MVS is here for technically what is a three three year contract, although it could just be one year if it doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. Juju is on a one year deal. McCall Hardman is on a one year is basically on a one year deal at this point. His contract is expiring after this year. Those guys are going to be trying to do anything they can to possibly boost their value for the future. And I fully think that Juju is going to have a chance to go over a thousand yards because I do think that his skill set is going to allow the the Chiefs to spread the field in a way they haven't really been able to in the past. All gas, as much, no anyway. bricks. I'm with you. I, I think that's when it's going to come down to. And my last surprise is that despite what national media say, this will be a surprise to them, not to the rest of us, that Patrick Mahomes will not throw an interception until week 10. That is my <laughs> surprise. I think he is going to be on lockdown. I think he's going to be disciplined. I think he's going to distribute the ball just as he should. That's going to be yeah, – that would be a shocker to me if he doesn't throw a <laughs> I, You heard I him, Patrick, right? You heard him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he wants to put that on his list, go right ahead, Patrick. I'm more than happy to be proven wrong in that regard. Right exactly. Down. Exactly. <laughs> I, I will – yeah, I will definitely eat crow if, if that happens, and I will happily eat crow if that happens. So will uh, you, Chris Sims, you hear me, right? Yeah. I, well, I do want to say, if he doesn't throw an interception until week 10, I don't think that they've lost a game yet. Yeah. Because I, I really think that this offense is going to be good enough 
to put up 30 to 40 points a game continuously. Everybody thinks that Tyree Kill is going to be such a missing cog. Don't get me wrong. Tyree Kill is a one-of-a-kind player. He is fantastic. But he is not the reason that Kansas City's offense has been as productive as it's been. The reason that it's been as, as productive as it is is because of Patrick Mahomes and because of Andy Reid. Those are the driving cogs. Travis Kelsey is a huge piece in in that puzzle as well, and he is their number three reason why they're able to do what they're doing. Um, you know, Hill is fantastic. He's a great wide receiver. Uh, don't think he he really knows what he's talking about if he's trying to compare Tua and Mahomes. But you know, I guess you got to stand for your guy. Is that you know that's my QB type thing. Tyreek Hill is a walking flamethrower. When when his career is over, the NFL should hire him just to stir stuff up and get attention because he's great at it. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I'm not sure what he's, what he's talking about reality there, but that's all right. Those are our surprises on offense for this week. We're going to come back with you later and talk about the surprises on defense. We got a few of them, and we'll hit you with all the news that you need to know before training camp, which opens for the rookies and, and quarterbacks on the 22nd. So be ready, be willing. If you don't know us yet, like, sub, and hit the bell on YouTube. Subscribe over on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think on all those outlets, whether in the reviews or in the comments on YouTube. We thank you for taking your time with us today, and we'll talk.